0: Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Cluth.
1: Waiting to see what God will do is exciting, isn't it? It's exciting. It's scary. And sometimes it's frustrating because you don't see the end result. You know, oh, so many times I wish I could just see the end result. But God has a plan and I must trust in Him and you must trust in Him that He has a plan Exciting. You can take rest though in Him because you know that He is doing the work. You know that He sees the end of all things. He sees the beginning and He sees the end.
0: You may be out there listening today and are frustrated because you don't know what the Lord is doing in your life. Pastor Eric encourages us through Joshua today. The Lord is working. No matter what's going on, He is at work in our lives. Rely on that fact. He is in charge. and We need to be faithful and serve him. Let's join Pastor Eric in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 1, for our continuing study entitled, Is That Your Final Answer?
1: You eat the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. God's saying, I did this all. It was all me. You didn't do any of it. I did it for you. Amazing that God did all these things and he was He was confirming all these wonderful things that he had done for the children of Israel. And this is great because this confirms what Jesus said in Matthew. And Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are, are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." My yoke is easy and my burden is light. This confirms to me that God is fully powerful and when He's in control, things are light. Things are easy when God is leading. Doesn't mean that you're gonna face uh, hard challenges, but if God is leading you, as we just sang, then you can get through these things. God can make it, he's, He wants you to lean upon Him. I'll take it. Just lean upon me. Because God is doing the work, you guys. And that is very, very key to understand, is when we are serving the Lord and we're going through this life, we need to let God lead. Let Him do the work. Because when we do the work, is it not tiring? It's tiring. You get burned out. You get discouraged. But when God is leading... It, is, it, it seems to be easy, and it just is like, this is awesome. When God is doing the work, the Bible says this in Luke 1:37, "For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. With God is the key word, isn't it? With God, nothing is impossible." Jesus said in Mark 9:23, he said, "If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes." Do you believe that God is possible to to take out any giant that you're facing? Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can take you over the trials that are set in front of you? I, I mean, really, do we believe it? We say we believe it, but when we face those trials, do we really have faith that God is powerful and nothing is impossible with Him? See, here's the thing, you guys. With men, things are impossible. Things are impossible with men. But Jesus said, with men, it is impossible. But not with God, for with God, again, with God, all things are possible. That is really hard to wrap your mind around. Because oftentimes, those things that come in our path, either trials or, you know, your enemies, or even when you're taking a step of faith, they seem impossible, don't they? And it's easy to think that way. Man, this is impossible. I don't know how you're going to do this, God. This is impossible. But remember who you're talking to. He spoke creation in seven days. Spoke it, and it happened. God, there is nothing that is impossible for him. There's nothing that is impossible for God. With God, everything is possible. If God wills it, then it will happen. No matter how hard the situation, no no matter how big the giant you're facing, no matter how big of a step of faith it is, if it's the Lord's will, if he wants you to do it, he's going to get it done. That's a fact. If it is God's will, nothing can stop his will. That's why Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. You can rest with God. So maybe tonight you're looking for this rest. Maybe you've been trying to do things on your own. Stop. Come to Jesus and he will give you rest. He will give you rest. Waiting to see what God will do is exciting, isn't it? It's exciting. It's scary. And sometimes it's frustrating because you don't see the end result. oh, Oh, so many times I wish I could just see the end result. But God has a plan and I must trust in him and you must trust in him that he has a plan It's exciting. You can take rest, though, in him because you know that he is doing the work. You know that he sees the end of all things. He sees the beginning and he sees the end. All our job is to do, you guys, is what? Follow him, believe in him, and praise his name. Praise his name. So here we see then the Lord then telling the children of Israel and reminding them all the wonderful things that he had done for them. How great our God is, right? He's reminding how great he is. Now Joshua then in verse 14 picks up and and tells them his desire for the children of Israel. He says in verse 14, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord! Wow. Joshua's heart. Joshua, a man who loved God, tells Israel, now that you've been reminded how great God is, serve him. Fear him. Serve the Lord and do it with sincerity. Serve God with a genuine heart. Mean it when you say it. Don't just say the words. Serve God and fear God, but have it come from the inner part of your soul, from your heart. I'm going to serve God and I'm going to fear God. Joshua tells Israel, you guys, in 14 to get rid of those false gods, those little, the gods, the little g, the gods that had no power. He says, get rid of those ones. So then my question is to, to me, and, and then I share it to you guys, well, how do you genuinely fear and serve God. How do you genuinely do this through your actions? In everything you do, you do them to please the Lord God. Psalm 37.5, the New Living Translation says this, Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust Him, and He will help you. Paul said this in Ephesians 5, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. If you want to be genuine in your serving the Lord and fearing the Lord, then do as God does. Do as God does. 1 Peter 1.15 says, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. If you want to be real and authentic, then live out the word of God live it out. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If we want to be authentic, if we really want to, to live our lives for Jesus, and it's so easy to say, I serve the Lord. I fear God, but I'm not going to do anything. Guys, we need to live out the word. We need to live it out because it's no longer you who lives inside of you. It's Christ. And He wants to serve the Lord. Joshua wanted Israel to serve the Lord. And you can see the heart of Joshua in verse 14. He's older. He's advanced in age as we learned last week. He wants Israel to continue serving the Lord. So then the question comes out in verse 15. He says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers Served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now this verse is probably hanging in most of our houses, isn't it? Right? But let's see exactly what we're hanging on our walls. Joshua tells Israel, If it seems evil to serve the Lord, then you need to choose who you're gonna serve. So here's the question: Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve the gods which your father served? Or are you going to serve the gods that the people of the land serve? Or are you going to serve the true and living God? Who are you going to serve? Because for me in my house, Joshua is saying, we're going to serve the Lord. Who are you going to serve, Israel? The question, man, the line has been drawn in the sand. And Joshua makes a bold statement by saying, I don't care what you're doing. I want you to serve the Lord, but I want you to know for a fact that me and my family, we're serving the Lord. We are serving the Lord. What will Israel choose? They heard the Lord uh, reminding them how great he was. Then they even heard how uh, Joshua and, and what he was going to do. They heard his stance and where, he, where his heart's going to be. So Israel's faced with a decision, aren't they? They're faced with a decision. Who are we going to serve? It's time to make a choice. Either serve the gods of our Father or serve the Lord. And the thing is, you guys, there is only one right answer. There's only one right answer. So I can only have picturing these, these people, if we're, we're seeing them on the uh, on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire setting, their hearts beating at this point. Who are we going to choose? Talking to themselves. Who, who are we going to serve? We're we going to serve the gods of our fathers or are we going to serve the Lord? It's intense. Well, here comes the answer that they give. You ready? Verses 16 through 17. So the people answered and said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. So here you see the answer from the children of Israel. Israel responds to Joshua and says, what? Far be it from us, we're not going to serve the gods that our fathers worshiped. We are going to serve the Lord God because he brought us out of bondage. He was there for us. He brought us out. We're going to serve him. Now Joshua says this, And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites, who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Again, the the Israelites are confirming that they're going to serve the Lord. So here's the, the, the question again from Joshua to the children of Israel. Is this your final answer? But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God he will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. So here we see Joshua telling the people, you cannot serve God if you forsake him. If you forsake him and you serve other gods, he is going to be against you. See, the Lord told their fathers this would happen if they would serve other gods. Do you remember back in Exodus? If not, it says this in Exodus 23:33: For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. God has already told them and told their generations before them that if you follow and you serve other gods, it's going to be a snare against you, a trap. Notice, though, Joshua says, God will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Now, does this mean that God will not forgive you and your sins if you serve a false God? That's a pretty hard question. But at some point in our lives, you guys, we have all served and worshiped things and put things above God at least one point in our life. So there's no hope. There is hope. There is hope. But to receive the hope and forgiveness of sin, you must serve and fear the Lord. Jesus said this, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. And he continues in verse 32 of Matthew, of chapter 12, Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. See, the Holy Spirit is God, you guys. The Holy Spirit is God. And what is the Holy Spirit's job? The Holy Spirit's job is to point people to Jesus Christ, okay? And so he comes around and he convicts us of our sin. John sixteen eight, it says that. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. But here's the kicker. If you deny the Holy Spirit. Then you don't receive Jesus. Does that make sense? If you deny the one who's pointing to Christ and says, I don't want to listen, then you deny Christ. You deny him. And if you deny the Holy Spirit, then you can't be forgiven because you are saying no to the Holy Spirit who is God. How can you be forgiven unless you, if you heed that conviction and come to your knees and ask for forgiveness and repent? Can you be forgiven without repentance? No. You need to heed the warning and the conviction of the Holy Spirit and then surrender to Him who is Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. And if we do so, He is just to forgive us. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He cleanses us. He washes us with the blood of Christ. (laughs) He washes it all away. But it's having a heart that will heed the conviction of the Holy Spirit and saying, you know what? I can't trust in the things that I'm doing to earn salvation. I need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. See, Joshua was making the point to Israel, if you choose to serve false gods and abandon God in your life, then you will not be forgiven. It makes total sense to me what Jesus said in the Gospel of John. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. So if you if you do not abide in Jesus, he then goes on to say, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. You want to be forgiven and you want to live? Then you need to abide in Jesus. If you do this, you will have eternal life. If you don't abide in Jesus, you will be cut off. Israel needed to hear this. They needed to hear that they needed to remain in God. They needed to hear it. Joshua was communicating that to them. You guys need to hear this. You need to remain in God. You need to. So, Israel, are you saying, are you saying you want to serve the Lord? Is this your final answer? Is this your final answer? Well, verse 21, And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. We don't want to serve these false gods. We will serve the Lord. Israel responds, We will serve the Lord. So, continuing on in verse 22 through 23, He says, So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves, That you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. Joshua explains to Israel, okay, you are serving the Lord. Great. Then you need to get rid of all the false gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord. Well, what did the people say? Verse 24. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve. And his voice, we will obey. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Israel again tells Joshua, We will serve the Lord. We will obey his voice. Oh, wonderful. Israel got it right. Israel got it right. So Joshua makes a covenant with them, and before the Lord, Verses 25 through 28, he says, So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all these words of the Lord which he spoke to us, It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. So Josh is saying, based on your answer, I will then record it so that you can remember on this day you said, I will serve the Lord and I will obey his voice. We will serve the Lord. Here is the covenant. He writes it down. He records it. He puts it outside (laughs) <laughs> and says, here's your witness. This is a witness for you guys. I gotta imagine, Joshua was probably pretty pumped to hear the reaction, to hear the heart of Israel saying that they will obey and serve the Lord. Now in verses 29 through 33, we see that Joshua and Eleazar, the high priest, have passed away. Sad, I know. I, Joshua, he's coming to an end. It says this, now it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun the servant of the Lord died, being 110 years old. And they buried him within the border of his inheritance at Timnath-Serah, which is in the mountains of Ephraim on the uh, the north side of Mount Gash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had known all the works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. The bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel had brought up out of Egypt, they buried at Shechem in the plot of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamar, the father of Shechem, for one hundred pieces of silver, and which had become the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Verse 33, And Eliezer, the son of Aaron, died. They buried him in the hill belonging to Phinehas, his son, which was given to him in the mountains of Ephraim. So Joshua and Eliezer pass away, but it's awesome to read verse 31, huh? Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had known all the works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Man, what a legacy he left behind, that his heart, his passion for the Lord was passed on to these people and the people served and they loved God. And they served Him and they worshipped Him. And it continued with the elders who outlived Joshua. Because why? Because they saw what the Lord had done for Israel. It's not what Joshua had done for Israel. It's what God has done for Israel. That's why they continued to worship the Lord. And that's why you guys, we continue to worship the Lord. It's not by any man that we continue to worship the Lord. we worship the Lord because He is God. That's it. Plain and simple. worship God because of of His holiness. The Book of Joshua is an amazing book to read and see the power of God has been truly amazing. It's just awesome to see the heart. Of one being faithful to the Lord and seeing the power of God take care of that faithful person because God fought the battles for Israel he took care of Joshua and I remember in the beginning of Joshua he says if you if you meditate in my word day and night you will be prosperous and Joshua was Joshua was he was very prosperous prosperous in the Lord God took care of him And I love that because it shows me that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He wants us to trust in Him, you guys. Trust in Him. Cling on to Him. Let Him lead. Let Him lead. I love the conclusion of the book, how it comes down to a simple question. Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? Are you going to choose God or not choose God? Folks, it's that simple, isn't it? It's that simple. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom you will serve. But for me, in my house, we will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord with a genuine heart. Will I be perfect? No. Will you be perfect? No. But God knows your heart. Just continue to lean upon Him. Lean upon the Lord in all that you do. So, what is your final answer? Who will you serve?
0: As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This proclamation from Joshua in the last chapter of the book is an important distinction that each of us needs to make from the world. Have you made that declaration that above all else you will serve the Lord? You need to make that decision. You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible. And now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is now available in podcast format. Simply log on to grace and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes store. Again, our web address is gracetothehearers.com. Now please, place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Joshua, right here on Grace to the Hearers.